Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, as some may say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. I see YMI, which is in case you missed it. SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. I've been working with small and medium-sized businesses in many ways for over 20 years now. If you like inspirational business-related discussion, we have the most dynamic of all lineups on Fridays here at talkradio.myc. In my company, you have Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus right before me today. You have Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web right after me. And then you have Joseph Franklin McElroy later on today on Wise Content Creates Wealth, Hell of a lineup, everybody. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everyone. I was told I needed to wear red, white, and blue today. And since my special guest is from Northern California, I figured I could do it in the only way that makes sense to me. So uh, I live by the Jersey Shore. Always an interesting, fun time of year around these parts. SMBs are opening back up. Beaches are opening back up. Will this summer feel a little bit more like life as we know it? Well, I'm not really sure, but I can tell you that I was planning to talk about that very topic with one of my buddies this week who has a fantastic business that was started by the Jersey Shore. Only trouble is that they are planning to be absolutely slammed this weekend. They're short-staffed and they are totally stressed out. So no worries. I have no doubt they will make an appearance with us soon. And uh, I have my buddy here from Northern California that we're going to be hanging with. Over the last two decades, I have noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend upon us. However... We are all so anxious to start the weekend that these crucial pearls of wisdom, they get overlooked, they get forgotten in favor of our fun freedom, uh, fun, in favor of our fun uh, weekend activities and our freedom from work. On Always Friday, we like to take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity, and we discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German, so this is not just a play on words, people. Uh, I like to have a little bit of deeper meaning. I've got my shades on. I'm feeling some freedom of the weekend, especially because it's Memorial Day. So let's get this party started. We're going to be talking about creating confidence for your practice today. Thank you, special guest. Much appreciate that. Uh, When SMBs need guidance, especially as it relates to the subject of money, they will often turn to financial advisors. Here on Always Friday, not only do we like to speak with SMB owners, managers, and employees, but we also like to speak with the trusted advisors to these organizations. The question that comes up very routinely is who does a trusted advisor turn to when they need help delivering the ideal experience to their SMB clients? Our special guest this week supports forward-thinking financial advisors to execute a best-in-class process, increase profitability, deliver sound advice, all while reducing the client's cost of investing. This special guest and I both share a love for Zig Ziglar, the author, and he likes to live by the quote, you can have everything in life, you can get everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Love that. Have you guys ever heard that talk is cheap? Well, we're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here, we want to use the insight on the SMB landscape and create some more impact come Monday morning. It is far too often that the SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve all their problems, the magic wand, the shiny new mousetrap. In my travels, products change every single day. Every other facet of our lives always changes. There's no substitute for having the right people by your side and keeping a focus on the process that will help you achieve your goals. You do that, the right products will be there, people, I promise you. Everything begins and ends with the people. So 
On that happy note, we have a great show for you here today. We are joined by none other than Ray Harrison, founder and CEO and president, actually, at Advisors Solutions Incorporated. Ray has a very extensive resume, so I'll save you guys the eye strain of reading it. Ray likes to call himself a recovering financial advisor. He started his career in the financial services industry a long, long time ago, has about 45 years experience and exposure to this sandbox. Aside from the multiple securities licenses Ray has held along the way, Ray became a chartered life underwriter in 1983, a chartered financial consultant in 1984, a certified equity professional in 1999, and one of the most interesting designations to me, a behavioral financial advisor in 2018. In that same year, Ray also executed his succession transition by retiring from his financial advisory practice that he had been cultivating for many years. Ray began his journey down the road of being a trusted advisor to financial and insurance professionals by creating the advisor solution, which we're going to hear all about today. Ray has been a regular contributor to CNBC and Fox Business News. He has written articles for the Wall Street Journal and other national industry publications. He's a member of the Advisors Alliance, and he's a board member of his FPA chapter in Northern California. He's absolutely one of the best people I could think of to kick this topic around today. We're also going to discuss his favorite movie or TV show character, his favorite movie or TV show, and also his favorite musical instrument and the artist you would like to hear play it. Coming off of a five for five softball outing, and you guys know I love baseball and softball, Ray, my man, welcome to Always Friday. Great to have you here. Hey, my friend, Stephen, this is uh, both going to be inspirational, but we're going to laugh. We're going to tell some stories and hopefully we're going to impact some lives. So <laughs> thank you for allowing me to uh, share with your your gang here. Much appreciate you being here. Please share with us a little bit, you know, just about how you got to this point. You know, we've we, I've spoken to many financial advisors along the way to make that jump from being a financial advisor to being a trusted advisor to trusted advisors is one that I love hearing about. Tell us a little bit. Well, you know, having having been in the business since dirt was a different color and sure. having a bit a background of seeing what advisors do, what we've had to do in our practice doing that 15 years ago, I hired my exit plan. I said, some point I'm going to be in my 60s. I want to hand this off. So I brought a, a great and very talented person in and turned him loose as the uh, portfolio designer after a few more years experience. It did a killer job. Just great. Clients all loved him. And a couple of years ago, we were trying or a few years ago, we were trying to hand that off and realized we needed a better process because he was in the back room, didn't have client time. So I started scouring this industry. I had other professionals helping me and we come across a solution that brings up an algorithmic driven, not high frequency traded institutional fiduciary level process. And somebody that used to run big institutional funds figured out how to take that process, which is most advisors with no institutional usually outdoes retail. And but took that process, figured out how to make it simple for advisors to use in a retail platform. I was so impressed. We applied it in my practice. I don't know if you remember many of your listeners, if they're a little bit older, might remember a guy named Victor Kime come out of the commercial, said, my wife, give me this Remington raise. And I fell in love with it so much. I bought the company. Well, they, I they, may re- they may remember that, Ray, but we prefer vintage over older here. It sounds oh, more like hey. I want. I say maturity, so <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but you're cool, and that. So what I, we did, we took that, found that process, applied it in my practice. It works so phenomenally. 
I went back and put an arrangement together to help tell that story. And uh, it is just revolutionizing practices across the country. It goes right along with your Zig Ziglar quote that you referenced. And uh, you sent me this picture also, which I couldn't help but share with everybody who's watching. Oh, my. Let me uh, tell you. Back, back from March 1980, it's you, your wife, Judy, and Zig Ziglar, which uh, 1980, by the way, is uh, the year that your illustrious neighborhood SMB guy was born. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, tell us a little bit about this. Well, getting in the, in the business uh, way back, second year in the business, Somebody dragged me about, uh, I grew up, was born in LA, but grew up in Michigan. My folks moved a lot when I was young, but I always found them and uh, grew up in Michigan. Uh, <laughs> somebody took me to hear Zig Ziglar. I didn't know who he was. I went there and sat for an hour and a half with my jaw open, just the wisdom he shared. So I hung around met him afterwards, got his book signed with a lot more detail. And I took and applied that book. First one he wrote, see you at the top. And it's still a classic. Hey, there it is. And so what we did is I basically, we didn't have highlighters at them, but I underlined about every word in the book and rewrote it and applied it. And three years later, I had moved from rookie to being in the top 10 in my company the next year, top five. So I wrote Zig a letter and I said, Zig, thank you for your impact in my career. And I got a nice note back a little bit later. It, five or six years later, we're in Acapulco, where that picture was taken. We were at a conference, and we got there and found out Zig was the keynote speaker. And awesome. I hung her during the meeting. And towards the end, he opens his jacket, pulls a letter out, and starts reading this letter from this young financial services guy that took his principles. And I'm sitting there, my wife and Judy looks at me, and she says, that sounds like what you would write. I said, that is the letter I wrote. <laughs> and it was shocking. So after the meeting, we went up to Zig and I said, the letter you have in your pocket, I can tell you things about it you didn't read. And Teague gave me this big hug. We took that picture and we started so connecting over the years. So Zig's been my hero. He passed away six or seven years ago at 86 and just powerful. Amazing story. And I love amazing stories. So before we uh, take a quick break, I'm going to sit out by my fire pit that we built last year. We're going to talk about some things real quick. So I, I've, I've been a trusted advisor to trusted advisors for many years. And this whole topic you know, it hits home for me in a very big way. This is a very competitive space where many times advisors need, they feel the need to be all things to all people all the time. And that approach rarely comes with the comfortable feeling of confidence. Mm -hmm. I would say often it, it lends itself to being more reactive than proactive or responsive, you know, really just being conditioned to respond to a good process. And, you know, again, the need to have the good people executing good process in this space as a differentiator has mm -hmm. never been more important. You can't just be a product slinger, period. You need to have the right partners to deliver the best in class experience. So before we take this quick break, I want to just relate just a, a quick thing from a book that you'd recommended to me, Turnkey Secrets, The Ultimate Guide to Building Your Multi-Million Dollar Wealth Management Practice by Andrea Bullard. Like, you guys should definitely check out this book, just the, just the introduction to it. Yeah. In Turnkey Secrets, the author Andrea Bullard divulges the four essential pillars to building a multi-million dollar wealth management practice. She shares strategies to substantially reduce work hours and related stress, and at the same time, time significantly increase net income. 
The difference between success and failure of a wealth management firm can be distilled down to the effectiveness of the business model. Just like we were just saying, Andrea reveals why certain business models are more stressful and at the same time less effective, while others will enable you to earn more in far less time. I thought that was a great way to get things kicked off today. We're going to be right back with Ray Harrison, founder, CEO, and president at Advisor Solutions Incorporated. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are chatting here with Ray Harrison, founder, CEO, and president of Advisor Solutions Incorporated, a man who 
is helping advisors increase profitability and reduce clients' cost of investing. Great words there. Ray, this is the method part of the show here where we like okay. to talk about the science behind what you do. What do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? This is a very interesting niche that you and your colleagues have carved out here. So lay some methodology on us. What's the method behind the madness? Hey, happy to do that. Uh, Steven, this is a cool program. I see your shades and uh, I think of uh, Tom Everett Scott and uh, that thing you do 25 years ago. So cool, cool, cool uh, venue. Love where you're when at. we look Perfect. at this, we come into an advisor practice and instead of just coming in and I want to say barfing a product or trying to tell our story, I go in and I, I want to understand that practice. So we asked a lot of questions. We find advisors that some of them aren't, they're not forward thinking. They're just willing to settle for status quo. And that's mediocrity. I say nothing spectacular comes from being a spectator. So what you do is go out and we analyze that practice. So we run it through an opportunity filter. We find out what they're paying for all the services they're using for investment research. Some of them are using a home office model. Some of them are doing it themselves. And what they really should do is be outsourcing that to someone that's got a little more analytics and research or a lot more than they do and let them build the time with, with clients. So then we take that process, we run it through our calculators. We have an algorithmic driven process that uh, now managing 35 north of 35 billion and so it's able to go to an advisor and bring in the research that they can then create their models with our analytics and our algorithms. And again, this isn't high frequency trading. This is easy to administer for an advisor. I can't speak to everyone, but my practice, we brought this process in. Brian was spending about 30 hours a week and had very little client time to take over. It took his time down to just a few hours increased how the portfolios worked and the key behind it was client referrals went through the roof. So because they're saying, I understand the process. So we put client facing materials in the advisor's hand that explain the process. Then when we apply it to their practice, we watch, we do all their communications, everybody white labels, everything we do. So we're just tickled with that. We are the advisor to the advisor. And so we just make them look good. We take our processes that they wouldn't have access to. And we do it usually at about a tenth of the cost of what they're doing, paying somebody else because of the scale we have. So without going into two details, there you go. So I, what, I, what I think is great there is that, and I think you would agree with this, the most important thing for a financial advisor to do in the big arsenal of responsibilities they have, they need to spend more and more time with prospective and existing clients, prospective yep. clients to become new clients and existing ones to go a little bit you know, deeper, further, wider on how they can be of additional value, strengthen the relationship, et cetera. You are spot on. Very seldom is the guy that says he's a great or the girl that says they're a great portfolio manager are they good with clients? That usually doesn't go in the same body. So you've got to say, look, where am I best at in doing that? So we go to see practices where they, one, they outsource, it might cost 30 or 40, 20, 30, 40 basis points. 
for bringing in a well-known outside third-party manager, or they do it themselves. So if they, or they have somebody in their office, if you have an advisor team and you've got a portfolio designer in your staff and that guy or girl is just killing it, man, they're knocking the ball out of the park. What's going to happen? Somebody is going to hire them away from you or they're going to want more money than you can afford to pay them. So what happens if they're terrible? You fire them. If they're great, they leave. And who sticks? Okay. Mediocrity. So we say, look, don't settle for that. And advisors, we see a lot of them chasing performance, man. They're just trying to get the shiniest, newest thing. And you rise and fall and you're reactionary, not responsive. I loved what you said. So we come in and say, chase process instead. And do something that doesn't fall behind your benchmarks. So it's an amazing thing. Advisors look at it. I don't, I'm not speaking for other practices, but I'm speaking for the one that I had in three years that I've handed it off. Brian, and sometimes I say, gee, was that me not doing it? No, it was the process. He doubled the practice with one wow. less full-time advisor and one less full-time staff. And wow. it's just been amazing. That's that. That's very cool to hear. I like what you said about you know status quo is just mediocrity and nothing spectacular comes from being a spectator. Although, one could say that having the mindset of getting some of the stuff that, that advisors are not good at off their plate. Oh yeah, and becoming a little bit like it's not exactly a spectator, but a little bit more of a spectator might be a good angle for them. So instead of them feeling like they're the ones driving the bus all the time, you yeah. agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if this is, if you got enough time for me to tell you the story about my buddy, but I had a friend for 20 years. I've known him, fabulous advisor. I mean, just wonderful guy. But uh, I went and shared it, talked to him. So what's happening in your practice? He's in the Midwest. And what come out of it is he said, look, uh, I just don't have the time to do anything. I am swamped. My staff is swamped. He said, I said, tell me about the portfolios you designed. And he said, he has 862 individualized portfolios for his clients. I said, that's impossible to manage. I said, no wonder your staff is, you know, swamped. You're swamped. You don't have time. The prep has got to be terrible. So we finally convinced, shared what we were doing. And it was his staff that forced him to adopt what we're doing. And uh, things really worked. And about nine months later, I got a, a zoom invitation from his office and i said this isn't from him it's his office i said okay and i come on and i said where's the advisor and, he, and the staff said he's not here and they opened the room up and all of them were there and one of them held up a sign and said thank you for keeping us out of prison and prison she said we were about to kill him <laughs> she said he was he was burying us said we had no time he wasn't happy clients were getting frustrated we were all frustrated this had developed over so many years and she said we've got the process down we can throw him out of here about 2 two thirty every day and we're done she said our referrals are up a huge amount the profitability of the assets are going up she said and we don't it's easy we've got our communications down we've got our process down so i just that was fun. 
Yeah, that's that's a hell of a story to hear. It's uh, arguably part of the madness segment as well, yeah. but it does go a long way to talking about the methodology. And it brings up another point from some of the materials that you sent over to me. You talked a little bit about vertical integration, the, de- the definition of vertical integration. And I thought this was interesting because you know sometimes these terms don't necessarily get used in financial services mm-hmm. circles. And I love language. I love telling the story. And I think that something like this blends in really well into the financial services world. The definition of vertical integration is a company utilizing two or more stages of production, normally operated by separate companies to become both the manufacturer and distributor. So, you know, you might think of that in terms of, you know, gray blue collar types of businesses, which, you know, a lot of times people think of money and financial Mm -hmm. advisory work as white collar business. But that story there is a very good one, because the other piece that you sent me was, The uh, vertical integration definition for advisors says a vertically integrated advisory practice provides both asset management, meaning they're the manufacturer, and financial advice, meaning that they're the distributor, bringing it to the end user retail clients. Mm -hmm. I thought that was awesome. Tell me a little bit more about how you look at this. Well, let me give you an example. If If I threw a slide up, had a picture of Kmart and Target, what's the difference? The first thing, one of them basically is gone, and the others have record same-store sales every quarter. Why? Target didn't accept just being a distributor. They private-labeled, created their own products. They get paid for both being the manufacturer and the distributor instead of just the distributor. Now, people go in. They're still going to buy other products there, but theirs are a little cheaper. My wife loves them. Uh, She buys all those, and, you know, it's great. My wife has a fifth degree black belt in shopping. So we're very, uh, she's very accomplished at that. But the idea is that has done it. And the examples through this world of great vertical integration is there. So we just take and it, this process we developed to says to an advisor, look, the asset management, you can do so much less expensive if we do the basic analytics for you. And it is a unbelievable, powerful analytic suite. So we put that in their hands, tell them, look, you spend your time with a client. And the vertical integration is they get to charge their same asset management fee that they've been, hey, you got it. Or they bring in, uh, and then they bring in us to to help them look through all the eligible investments, get the less expensive ones down, take the expensive stuff out of their portfolios, and custom design it for that practice. So we're not just boilerplate. When we bring an advisor on, we're not wiping out everything they own, causing cap gains, that we will customize it right for them. It's so powerful. So many advisors I've worked with over the years, they feel the need to be the next great economist. And it's, you know, it goes from being the annual newsletter to the semi-annual, to the quarterly, to the monthly, to the weekly, to the hourly newsletter. And there's always going to be somebody who's going to do it bigger, better, faster, different. If you can take some of this stuff off your plate and really leave yep. it to the professionals like you and your team, you can spend that more time with prospective clients and existing clients and go deeper, further, wider. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. But we will be right back with Ray Harrison, uh, founder, CEO, and president of Advisors Solutions. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Ray Harrison, founder, CEO, and president of Advisors Solution, helping advisors increase profitability and reduce clients' cost of investing. Ray, we're going to get a little bit deeper into the madness. This is the artistic observational mm-hmm. part of our program here, where we talk about stories you have from the field. No subject to taboo. Obviously, we don't want to compromise client confidentiality, anything like that. I'm sure you've seen plenty of it out there these days. But uh, I wanted to kick things off here by something that I saw in, in your presentation materials, which, you know, went a little bit into the process and the methodology, but it touched on a, a matter of madness for me, which, um, you know, you talked about looking at, you know, ways of strategizing is 25% mm-hmm. economic, 25% trend, 25% behavioral, and 25% static. As far as putting together portfolios and just general strategy, the behavioral aspect to this is always one that's uh, good fodder for madness conversation. And mm-hmm. you being a uh, behavioral financial advisor, a designation that I'm infatuated with, wanted to talk a little bit about this in our madness segment here. So please sure. share with us some of the stories that you've seen uh, that that are that are good fodder for fun here. Um, hey, one of the cool thoughts is when advisors. We had a client for years 
that would always want to call up man over manage his own portfolio with us. We call it his first name. Well, I'm not going to use it, but we just designed an index with his first name in it because every time he called, he'd be the opposite side of the market. He'd wait till things are at the top. Then he'd be comfortable, want to get in and he'd try to get us. So we finally said, let's divide your portfolio. You run part of it, we'll run and we'll see what happens. A year later, he said, I'm going to give it all to you guys. So <laughs> the idea is if you let behavior and market noise drive what's happening, you're going to be behind the curve. Oh, you'll get ahead of it every once in a while. But getting out of the market when you're nervous, sometimes you don't get back in. And so back in, to give you a story, back in 1952, Dr. Mark Harry Markowitz come up with the modern portfolio theory. And keywords theory won the you know, Nobel Prize, all the Pulitzers, all these uh, awards. But one thing, uh, I started around the same time as Dr. Markowitz wrote is, uh, uh, so you're just a young kid, Stephen. I actually uh, do know of Harry Markowitz, though. Very vintage yeah. gentleman. Yes. So what happened is... My kids tell me I'm not very modern either. So that's an, a system that really does well in a whipsaw market. Buy, hold, rebalance is more what I call it. But the idea here is you can't be reactionary and you can't be behavioral. And it's not just on clients. A lot of advisors are going, I have to be behavioral because my clients are expecting me to do something. And sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. Absolutely. So having an analytical base that can look at thousands and thousands of indexes, key market points, we look, our system will look at many thousands of them and key it down to 212 tipping points. And then we file that down to where we make decide. So those four things, that's just, we have a lot more than that. But if an advisor had a portfolio that he just deployed those four and then sub areas inside, you're going to have a portfolio that looks in every direction. Just like <laughs> people test cars that crash for a crumple zone, we look at it to say, let's, hey, there you go. I love, you know, you get the, what happened a year ago in COVID coming up was a hard dip and a fast recovery. But then, you know, modern portfolio theory worked pretty well there, but it just stunk in 08 and it was terrible in the dot-com early 2000s so you have to something that reacts and so having a portfolio that has crumple zones on every side uh, lose a little bit win the war keep the inhabitants of the vehicle safe yeah uh, absolutely and it's you know you had another picture in your deck along these oh. lines you know, a model ecosystem is is like a, a confident circle and it's a herd of elephants. And I thought that was a powerful message. But what you just said is something that I routinely see people kind of glossing over. And it's such yep. an important point. Successful investing is counterintuitive. Warren Buffett yeah. says stuff like that all the time. And people like yep. listen to Warren Buffett, everything. And somehow they forget that piece of it where you got to get greedy when other people are getting fearful and you got to get fearful when other people are getting greedy. Mm -hmm. And so you think about things like the cryptocurrency investment investment discussions that go on these days. It's like that, that, that concept from more and more, it comes like top of mind to me. Yeah. Hey, I was watching uh, uh, Stuart Varney this morning and also CNBC and talking about this exact thing, you know, GameStop and some of the other ones and the gambling. It's really a gambling idea. 
have a strong base that you can bring in that takes your time off. We just love seeing that apply. This story, if you're all these elephants standing in a circle with the little ones in between, that one big elephant, he's got 10 or 15 degrees, that's all his focus. The other mama elephant and the other bull elephants, they're all looking backed up so that if the lions are coming, they know what direction. That's designing a portfolio that let analytics look in that direction and not the advisor's time. And Stephen, in the same regard, I got to compliment you on your firm and extensive HR. You do that mastery of employee benefits and that. I think it's just great. I'm excited about a coming event we've got together. So, Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be doing a webinar uh, up and coming June 22nd, uh, following the Northern California Financial Planners Association event. So excited about that. There's lots of ways that people can get additional revenue out of their book of business. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest ways is by engaging folks like you and your team to concentrate on not only what they're good at, but what they know is going to get them more assets and more clients Mm -hmm. and more opportunities, which is freeing up the time to meet with prospective clients and go deeper with existing clients and not necessarily by being the next great economist. You're, you're spot, spot on. You're, you're hired. I'm going to have you work with me. Okay. Um, (laughs) I just think it's just, you put all these things in place and it's, it's just, I'm having more fun than I've had my entire career. And I'm looking, we say forward-thinking advisors. I'm not looking for ones that are so open-minded, their brains leaked out. We're looking for ones that are willing to be disrupted. My favorite business quote is Jay Samets, disrupt or be disrupted, there's no middle ground. So don't let your practice be commoditized. You be the leader. Don't, you know, don't let yourself be commoditized either. That's so big to me, like differentiation these days. You know, obviously, I like to have fun on the program, but in general, if I'm not having fun, I'm not making money. It's like st- status quo is mm-hmm. you know, just status quo. It's mediocrity. Differentiate or die. You've heard it a million yeah. different ways. I'm a big believer. You, you, There's a bunch of quotes we've kicked around. The big uh, quote that I like as my go-to is a Janis Joplin one that says, don't compromise yourself. You're all you've got. And if it. people allow themselves to be commoditized, they're compromising themselves. You agree? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just spot, spot on. You know, you have to be willing to let your ego go sometimes and say, I'll win on the other side by having the best process. Use the power that's out there. Networking, pulling the professionals in. We do it all the time. Why not do it inside our own practices? Yep. And using the networking power, obviously a fun topic that you and I like to kick around regularly, you know, evidence of you and I, you know, having a relationship and doing a webinar together and having this interview here today. I met you during the pandemic, during virtual networking meetings. So, you know, I love California and I'm looking to retire right in the neighborhood that you're in, but you're 3000 miles away from me. We've started having in-depth conversations in the last year and a half while, you know, people have been in quarantine, obviously things lifting a little bit now, but very powerful stuff. Businesses are impacted. Client advisors can go to clients they've never been able to be in front of. I would say that things like if you're asking a client, you're talking to them. I've never made a cold call my whole life. 45 years in the business. I, 
the guy that brought me in said, you can't make a cold call. And we developed a referral system that has been amazing. And I would be willing to share that with advisors as they wanted to reach out to us. But the idea uh, that you can now touch more lives than you ever thought of, and people are now accustomed to it. So if you're an advisor and you're asking your clients to share somebody that would help, that you could help, you're not geographically bound to having them close to you. It yep. is revolutionizing. Talking with someone now three blocks away is no different than 3,000 miles yep. away. And I could, I could definitely attest to that. You know, yes, going, back to, going back to Zig's book for a second, see you at the top. You know, you've said a lot of very important tidbits that go a long way to this type of discussion. And you know, frankly, if you're focused on the product and you're chasing performance and things like that, you might look like you're on an upward trajectory. It might be a week. It might be mm -hmm. a couple months. It might be a couple of years. But ultimately, if you are really focused on, um, on product, rather, instead of the people and the process first, you will be far more likely to be dethroned. And I, again, like I'm not, I'm not somebody who likes to talk scare tactics and things like that, but I am a very big fan of calculated risk versus trial by fire. And if you are focused yep. on chasing performance with certain products, you're more likely to get burned than the calculated risk of having the right people in process. Is, is that fair to say? Oh, exact. One of the principles that I saw in Zig, Zig's book that I underlined so much, he had a picture of a stairway with success steps you had to on each one. And his comment is, are you going to stare up the steps or step up the stairs? And so advisors <laughs> looking at it saying, I can move through those steps, you know, and take the pieces out. So it's all process driven, prioritize, process, enjoy the, enjoy the results. I think there's also a lot of the, you know, progress over perfection discussion there too, because oh. you know, sometimes, you know, advisors, let's face it, they never want to look, you know, unintelligent in front of clients or prospective clients. So mm -hmm. there is always that little bit of an insatiable need to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nothing is no. perfect. You know, everything in life is nothing. You know, it's the pursuit of perfection where people realize the progress and the improvement and the, the continual aha moments. So they're there. I, I, uh, I love that idea. Stare up the steps or step up the stairs. The choice is yours. And it, it kind of, it's kind of like the, uh, the, that crazy client phone call that you got along the way from, mm -hmm. you know, say, Hey, we, you saved us from, uh, you know, going to prison. We were going to kill this guy. Yep. You know, I know that the, uh, the, the, this particular, you know, contact of yours was, was running you know, 850, 900 different portfolios for all of his clients. That is maddening. Like, it's, how the hell can you possibly scale something like that? You can't. And the biggest thing is, I, and I told him, I said, what happens if a regulator walked in? You've spent your whole career building this practice and you don't have it protected. I said, there's no way you can justify that you could watch those and that one sale of one stock, why didn't you do it in another your clients are putting you in a fiduciary spot. You can't deliver that. I, so, I think that's so that's so important to note because you know if, if a regulator does come in, 
you know, while they might ask questions about the products being used, their bigger underlying question is going to be, show us the process that you that you mm-hmm. use to, for the underlying selection of these uh, investment vehicles. So I, I, I think yeah. that's a phenomenal part of the discussion. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back. We're going to wrap things up with the messaging that everybody needs to take away this weekend to make a Monday impact with none other than Ray Harrison, founder and CEO and president of Advisors Solution Incorporated. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everybody. It's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. Uh, If you guys like entrepreneurial related discussion, you're a business owner, you're looking to become a business owner, stay with talkradio.myc for the next show. We got Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web coming up in just a few moments here. But back to me and back to my guest, uh, Ray Harrison founder, CEO, and president of Advisor Solution. Uh, we want to take things home right now with, you know, just the weekend insight that our folks can use to make a Monday impact. And we've taken away a whole bunch of it here today. Ray, this is where we take things home. What can we do Monday along the lines of this topic that will really help folks with their end game? People are about to start cutting loose. Maybe you say Tuesday this weekend because we have off on Monday. But, um, you know, really people are going to start cutting loose this weekend. They're going to forget about all the clarity they had towards the end of this week. So what can we give them to take away? One thing that you said that stuck with me a great deal was, 
don't be afraid to push life's reset button. You did it yourself. Uh, you know, you retired from your practice and acted a very successful succession plan. And it's allowed you to start doing something where you've been having more fun than you've ever had in your career. Mm -hmm. So lay it on us. What weekend insight can everyone take home to make Monday or Tuesday impact? I Very simple, Steve. Look at your practice. And if you're an advisor and say, what's your execution? How are you designing? What's your experience with your clients? How do you communicate with them? And are you protected? If you can analyze those four things and have a great story in each one that doesn't kill your time. So execution, experience, communication, and protecting your client, your, your practice. Wow. The power you can have. And if any advisor would love to reach out to us, We'll offer them a free uh, vertical integration review and look at your practice, an opportunity filter and see, is it worth, is it going to help? It's not. Sometimes we see advisors, they've got it dialed in, but that's rare. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with you. You know, back to that vertical integration discussion. Again, you said it here once again, the communication, the story, the making it your own and really getting it into the hands of the end user retail investor is something that's important. And the way that you explain vertical, vertical integration with the manufacturer and distributor type of analogy, I think that's phenomenal. It's, it's, you know, especially when financial advisors are trying to speak with gray, blue collar types of businesses. You know, if, if somebody you know, gets walked into a textile mill or some type of factory, it's like they're not, you know, a financial advisor is not going to necessarily know what to do in those circumstances. But, mm -hmm. you know, as far as giving that, you know, small, medium-sized business owner, a tour of what their financial picture can look like and really help them pave the way for a successful outcome. That's, that's what the magic is. That's the yep. communication. That's the story. That's, you know, the experience that these folks need to deliver. And when they try to be all things to all people, be the next great economist, be their own Warren Buffett, they a lot of times fall down flat and they're doing too many things where the number one thing they really need to focus on, as we've discussed, is having the ability to meet with more and more prospective clients, more and more existing clients, go deeper, go wider, create stickier situations and more successful outcomes and experiences. Yep. And Stephen, you hit one thing. We've talked about the advisor a lot. I want to talk about the staff that supports that advisor. If you can streamline their process so they're not juggling everything, your client prep time drops way down, but the deliverable to the client goes way up. Absolutely. They're going, hey, I understand what you're doing. It isn't just the advisor's magic black box on what goes in there or they're farming it out to somebody else that an advisor or a client could get that same thing from four different advisors within a mile, then we get forced to client decision who will do it cheaper. We get yep. commoditized. Be yep. the disruptive force. Be willing to let your ego go aside and say, I'll take a look. And that is just, I get so much uh, enjoyment from seeing that. So much satisfaction helping people. Disrupt or be disrupted. You said it before. No uh, again, a lot of people look at it as the big technology thing is the disruptor, which sometimes it may be. But the best technology stories I see as disruption are the ones that are rooted in the good people with a kick-ass process. So, Ray, I can't tell you what a pleasure this has been to chat with you a little bit. Before 
we part ways today, I'm mm-hmm. going to revisit my favorite three questions for everybody listening and watching here today. Okay. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who is the artist that you would like to hear play it? So without further ado, the favorite movie and TV show character, and I did get one of each, and mm-hmm. both were very cool ones that are favorites of mine as well. Uh, favorite movie character, Superman. So you look uh, hey. very, very decent as Superman. Hey, that guy looks familiar somewhere. Um, <laughs> you know, one and, of the things that, that I grew up always loving Superman, and then when 24 come out with Jack Bauer, we just got really hooked. We loved it. Oh, look, at there he goes. And the idea is that, I don't know if you knew, Jack Bauer and Superman had a fight, and the loser had to wear their underwear outside their leotards. I did hear that. So, yeah. Uh, so that is just cool. There we go. But the idea of that, the other, uh, real history, I have a good friend who was best man in Jim Caviezel's wedding and the other way around. He's a friend here in the greater Sacramento area. And there was a TV program of five, six, seven years ago called person of interest. And Jim Caviezel played, played John Reese. He was the, um, fixer behind the scenes he was the guy that come behind and quietly got everything done well i would love to be that for advisors it's just fun yeah absolutely i I very often relate things that i do to jack bauer and jason bourne and ethan hunt and all all these types of folks that really you know fix all kinds of problems without necessarily you know mainstream discussion all the time so i'm I'm right there with you i love super Stephen, go ahead. My favorite movie is kind of offset. I, my Christian faith is really strong in my life. Hey, you grabbed a picture from it. There was a movie a few years, a couple years ago from the Kendrick brothers called Overcomer. It isn't going to win an Oscar, but the inspirational story will reach so many lives. It's a high school basketball coach that poured his life into helping a young girl. And And not only that, the high school basketball coach's name was Coach Harrison. Uh, it just happened to be there. That was interesting to see. Thank you for pulling that up. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, oh, I love that. Uh, you know, my wife and daughter and I do three part. My wife sings a harmony. My daughter sings a melody and I sing the agony. I so, have heard uh, that as well. But I, I love music. And uh, my favorite song is Dana Winter singing. Uh, there she is singing uh, Whitney's One Moment in Time. It is a great song. Look it up on YouTube. And then uh, instrument. One of my buddies, Lincoln Brewster, is the pastor at one of our church. There's a picture. And that doesn't look like a pastor. We have a very unusual, different church. <laughs> but um, he, when he was in his, uh, I don't know, late teens, early 20s, traveled for a tour for a couple of years with Journey as a guitarist. So it was Steve Perry and all that. But Lincoln is probably one of the top, if not the top Christian music, uh, contemporary Christian music artist, and just a great guy. So guitarist, you can't believe. So That's, I love those kind of things. Sounds exciting to go to church in your town, man. That's oh, it a- is. It's We say it's a church for people that don't like to go to church. That's, I mean, that's, that's top billing right there. That's uh, definitely reaches a lot of people's ears. So Ray, thanks again for being here. You guys want to get in touch with Ray, founder, CEO, president of Advisor Solution. Reach out to him, Ray at advisors, plural, solution, singular.com. 
I have his cell phone number. Reach out to him on LinkedIn. He's a hell of a guy. You guys got to speak with him. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about getting your SMB on the air. I've been doing this show since September last year. I love it. I love interviewing SMBs. It's a blast. It's great for networking. It is great for getting your message out there. A lot of SMBs have their own story they want to they want to get out there, and they're in search of getting their own podcast out there. Hey. So we're going to be talking with a very special guest who can help make that happen. Until then, thank you for joining us here today we hope you got some weekend insight to make a monday or tuesday this weekend impact here from always friday have a great holiday weekend everybody and we'll see you next week bye-bye at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.